Disclaimer, this episode is one of the old episodes in the original feed, re-uploaded to the new feed. I do not have information about original dates, but that shouldn't really matter. We don't talk about news that much on the show anyway, so it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Okay, enjoy the show. Welcome to Pokemon Variety Hour, the show where we're going to talk about a variety of different Pokemon topics. I'm Pegasus, and I'm here once again with only one of my co-hosts. Somebody fix Penguin's schedule, Jinji. How are Pokemon. you today? Boo. Is this, Can never this is Pokemon Variety Hour, right? Or is this uh, Pixels, Pokemon, and fun? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Told <laughs> you already. I don't understand that sentence because you cut out, but like, yeah, probably. I guess we gotta start the show. So, we gotta talk about our lives in Pokemon for the past three days since that's the last time we recorded. <laughs> Jinji, I'll start with you. Well, I actually did a uh, another Heatran raid today. Ooh, fun. How'd that go? And it kind of glitched out for a second, if I'm going to be completely honest, because I was, you know, we, we we did it, and I'm surprised. We took it down with just four of us. Nice. Which is honestly kind of shocking to me, but um, we were all in the same lobby, but our points in the raid battle was different. On my screen... So what, uh, we were, so what you were saying is that um, you used Electro-type Pokemon because it was shocking? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, on my screen fighting this Heatran, you know, I was getting its HP maybe just halfway down. But on the screen of the other raiders that I was with, they had it killed. Like, it was dead. Oof! So, I was like, what the fuck is going on? I'm running out of time. You guys are in the capture screen. And they said, oh, yeah, just leave the battle. You're fine. So, I left the battle. And sure enough, the screen pops up saying, hey, you win. Okay, so, Kinda. the way you cut out at the beginning of that sentence, it made it sound like you said Beatran. So, now I can't stop imagining, like, the Heatran, <laughs> but with, like, the red bee. <laughs> you know, the red bee meme. So like Beatran, so. with the the like it's red like square Beatran with the white like B in it. Beat, 
Beatran. But yeah, I ended up catching it too, but... Uh, well, anyway, I played uh, Pokemon Duel. Nice. But that's pretty much my life in Pokemon. So, in the past three days, really the only Pokemon thing I've been doing is my Omega Ruby Nuzlocke. And, um, good news and bad news. Good news I didn't wipe to Watson like I do in every other Hoenn Nuzlocke ever. Alright. Bad news is, my death count was zero three days ago, and now it's four. Oh, no. My Makuhita died to a random wild gulpin. My Grovile died to... Watson's Magneton. My Geodude, freshly caught, died to a random Illumise's struggle bug because I didn't know that Rock didn't resist bug. Uh oh. And, and the last death, the most infuriating, I'm just minding my own business with my Electrike, who's been on my team for a while. He's at level limit. Everything's great. He's the normal member of the squad. It doesn't. He's killing things. You don't expect him to die, but then you were leading with him, and you go into a fight with a arena trap trap inch, and then he bulldozes you, and you die. Ouch. Maybe if I had learned bite when I got the chance, but uh, my electric's physical attack was garbage. So I figured if it had to have a physical attack. I'd rather it be quick attack for like the priority finishing things off. So I so might have saved me if I had went with bite, but like whatever. Now my now my electric's dead, and I would just get my lucha chew out of the box, but it has a minus attack nature. <laughs> <laughs> my lucha chew is the most garbage lucha chew there is. I'm sorry, buddy. I've gotten such bad luck with nature's... Yeah, my Electrike, too, was minus attack, which is fine for later, because of course I was going to run a special attacking set, but at the beginning, its moveset is like spark, bite, all physical moves. Ouch. Yeah, that's not not a good moveset. So, yeah, that's been my life in Pokemon. So, real quick... Without spoiling what the showdown is, I'd like to share with you real quick the acrobatics I went through like 10 minutes before the show to get my showdown team onto where it needed to be. I appreciate that Pokemon pun. It wasn't intentional, but I'm proud of it nonetheless. (laughs) You're getting better. So, I didn't have it because it's on my old device that broke. But I knew I had posted it to a Discord server once. So I went and I went to like the Discord channel search and I searched for me talking in that channel and I found the team. This was after I had tried to do the same thing on my laptop and Discord was perpetually frozen and wouldn't work on my laptop. Oh shit. So then I went so I went to my phone and I did it on my phone and I had to email it to myself. And then pull the email up on the laptop and then put the team on there. Damn. So yeah, that's my life in Pokemon recently. And also, I'd like to share, I was going to do this at the beginning of the show, but uh, I have to go back to school tomorrow. So yeah, it's time to get into our topic, which is an interesting one. 
this is more of a discussion episode rather than inform you about a specific thing. We are talking about and theorizing about the origins of the Porygon line. Which are the only man-made po- Are there other man-made Pokemon? There's um, Golette, Golurk. Um, Golette and Golurk are man-made? Yeah, they're man-made. Hmm. Uh, give, me, give me a few seconds. I will pull up a list of man-made Pokemon. Fairly short. It's just the Porygons and the Golettes. LGM and B. Known artificial oh, Pokemon. Uh, let me pull up the full list. Voltorb, Electrode, Porygon, Line, Mewtwo, Baltoy, and Claydol, Form, Bayonet, Trubbish, and Garbodor, Golette, and Golurk, Genesect, Type Null, and Savale, and uh, Magirna. How'd they make Trubbish and Gardevoir? I mean, Garbodor. Whoops. Uh, Trubbish's Pokedex entry says that it was created when the garbage and industrial waste mix. So that would make it a artificial Pokemon. Okay, we're not talking about Toshi Garbador. I need to get off this. <laughs> Garbador! Mmm. Words are hard to say. Okay. Not there. So we are talking about the origins of Porygon and its evolutionary family. Real quick, the Porygon line are a line of normal-type Pokemon. The original Porygon was introduced in Gen 1. Its evolution, Porygon 2, was introduced in Gen 2. And it got a third member in its evolutionary line, the final evolution, Porygon Z, in Gen 3. I mean, Gen 4. Whoops. There you go. So, Porygon is confirmed to be a Pokemon created by man. Specifically, if I pull up a Pokedex entry here. Um, okay. In red and blue, it says a Pokemon that consists entirely of programming code, capable of moving freely in cyberspace. And in Stadium, it 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 adds a man-made Pokemon that consists entirely of programming code. It is capable of moving freely in cyberspace. Yeah, poor God's awesome. I like him. He he got the shaft in the anime, which is still kind of bullshit. Yeah, he got he got shafted. Uh says they're they're not gonna ban the mascot. They're gonna they so just low hard, key Porygon they is actually Mimikyu. That's what they should have done. They kill off Pikachu the next episode and Ash ha- finds a Clefairy and he's like, You're my new best friend. Maybe now. this is like a alternate timeline where Ash is actually fucking good. The timeline where he gets a Clefairy? No, oh, he gets a Clefable and he's fucking shit up. I don't think he'd evolve the Clefairy, though. Who knows? It'd be, ju- it'd be just like the Pikachu. So, Porygon, like most programs, actually got outdated and was upgraded. Now, this entry, of course, came after its evolutions, but I, I really like the Sun Pokedex entry is roughly 20 years ago it was artificially created, utilizing the technology of its time. And then in Ultra Sun, it like expands on that. It says this Pokemon was created using cutting edge science of 20 years ago. So many parts of it have since become obsolete. So it acknowledges that Porygon's programming is obsolete. Which ties into his evolution. Yes, he was. He was 
upgraded literally <laughs> item upgrade to evolve him <laughs> into Porygon <laughs> 2. Now, here's here's what I think of. Even though I like Porygon 2 more than Porygon, so I'm not saying that this actually is relevant to it, but I, I think of this whenever I think of the word upgrade now because I use the internet. You know that meme where it's like, it takes an image and then it's a like red button that says upgrade being pressed? Yeah. And then it's like that thing but worse and they and it's the button being pressed that says fuck, go back. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you trade Porygon holding a upgrade. It evolves into Porygon 2. So, it's a sleeker looking cyberduck. Yeah, the Porygon was very polygonal. This one was just smoothed out. They took a Porygon, they got like one of those rollers that you use to roll some dough, and they just like <laughs> smoothed that thing out. You know, just like a random quick little tidbit the official mascot of Pixels, Polygons, and Fun should definitely be a fucking Porygon. Nah. Pixels and Polygon. We got our NES controller. We're good. No, I'm just saying. Like, never mind. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) I do see where you're coming from, though. So, in silver, its Pokedex entry says, "Further research enhances its abilities. Sometimes it may exhibit motions that were not programmed." So, this version of Porygon Two, unlike apparently the original Porygon, is starting to gain sentience. Oh, shit. It's becoming sentient. Which you'd think would be the pinnacle of the Porygon line until we get to his final form. And it's like, how do we we install crack to a digital duck? Okay, so a theme I'm seeing with Porygon in some of these Pokedex entries is that it was created for space exploration. And it was not able to be used for that purpose. Because in Platinum, the Pokedex entry is, it was un- upgraded to enable the exploration of other planets. However, it Ooh. failed to measure up. So I think that's where the, the dubious disc comes in? That maybe they tried upgrading Porygon 2 to enable more That's space yeah. exploration. In Gen 4, they got the dubious disc. So if you have a Porygon 2, you trade it with the dubious disc. It'll evolve into a Porygon Z. Which is a glitched out little cyberduck. So in Diamond and Pearl, the Pokedex entry says, Additional software was installed to make it a better Pokemon. It began acting oddly, however. So the, I'm seeing a theme here. Platinum is its programming was modified to, to enable work in alien dimensions. It did not work, work as planned. Hard gold and soul silver is the same thing, except in, it, it did not work in plan to replace with seems there might have been an error, dot, dot, dot. That's ominous. Do you think Porygon Z, what, you, you said something about, about interdimensional, right? I said something about what? I'm sorry, you did, cut out. Did you say something about interdimensional? It says alien dimensions, yes. So... Porygon 2 with the dubious disc went through the alien dimensions into ultra space, absorbed the Z energy, so that's why he's Porygon Z. Maybe. Uh, I mean, why Z? You think he would have been Porygon 3? A theme I'm seeing here with Porygon Z is that 
its programming was modified to like make it better, but it made it behave strangely. In Ultra Sun, it says that its behavior is noticeably unstable, which is apparently due to the incompetence of the engineer who updated its programming. So we got a rookie scientist out here trying to upgrade these Porygon's 2s and messing them up real bad. And that brings up the question, if the Porygon 2s, you know, how do I, how do I want to put it, technology is so advanced for its time, why in the hell would they let a rookie scientist fuck around with this programming? I'm sorry, I didn't get the main point of that. You, you're cutting out. Me, meaning... If Porygon 2 was so advanced, why are they letting a rookie scientist or a rookie engineer fuck around with its programming? I don't know. It seems strange. But, I mean, Porygon 2 was a failure. So maybe they just handed it to one of their newbies and was like, hey, you want to make this thing better? Go ahead. Because uh, Porygon 2 was created for space travel, but it was a failure. Right. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. One of the things that's very interesting to me about Porygon is it's very vague about who made it. Who, right. Who did it and why? Well, we know why, but who? My, I'm, I'm willing to, to put my money down on Silphco. Uh, Literally, any technological thing in Pokemon, there's about three options as to who made it. Silphco, Devonco, or Bill. <laughs> Bill by the science guy. Bill, Bill. Bill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I'm willing to put my money on self cokes. I mean, they were the ones who invented the master ball. So, uh, or, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, Pegasus, I'm willing to retract that a bit and maybe Devin Corp potentially made Porygon. Because you said he was originally meant for space exploration, right? Yeah, isn't Devin part of the uh, the space the space institute in Amostip? Yeah, yeah. So, so it I mean make that, sense that that lines up. Devon Corporation created Porygon, or if they didn't create Porygon themselves, they certainly had a hand in it. Yeah, I think a pretty solid theory there is that the. Devin Co. created it for space exploration. And when that pretty much failed, they tried to upgrade it, and it still failed, so they handed it to one of their... They handed it to less Bill. Experienced no, Bill would have <laughs> done a good job. Yeah, I'm sorry. They, yeah. they handed it to an unexperienced scientist, and were like, here's this thing we failed twice. Try to make it better. And I mean... It didn't become better the way they wanted it to, but it did become better stats-wise, at least. Oh, yeah. Porygon Z is a monster. Which, yeah, fun little fact about the Porygon line, did you know you can legitimately have a level 1 Porygon Z? Yeah, you just hand a level 1 Porygon a, an upgrade and then hand, it a dubious hand the new Porygon 2 a dubious disc. I like that line, I really do. But um yeah, Porygon Porygon got the shaft, so he was in that band episode in the anime and he never had an appearance in the anime since. 
What was the plot of that? What did he do in that episode? They were in virtual reality. I can't remember what exactly, but it was Pikachu's Thunderbolt that gave all of those Japanese kids the seizures. It wasn't Porygon's fault, but um, it did appear in the um, the manga as well. Oh damn! Did we get any the more? blue? Blue obtained yeah, blue. a Porygon at the Rocket Game Corner. Blue had a Porygon. A Porygon appeared. Gladion also had a Porygon in the manga. Apparently. Yeah, but um. Trying to yeah, think even of in Pokemon, even in Pokemon Adventures, it's not very relevant. It's only in a couple of major appearances. They totally shafted this boy, which kind of leads into the theory that Porygon is Mimikyu. Oh, that's a thing. Yeah, that's a thing. Do do share. Tell us. Well, as we as we know, because of that band episode, it was Pikachu's Thunderbolt. That triggered all those seizures. They weren't going to blame Pikachu and get rid of Pikachu because we all know Pikachu is a mascot. And how many times can I say that in one sentence? So they they shafted Porygon. And how would that make you feel if you got shafted even though you were completely fucking innocent? You would start to hate Pikachu. Or if you're Porygon... (laughs) You go insane and start wearing a Pikachu costume. Because all Porygon wants to do is be loved. And that's all Mimikyu wants. Mimikyu wants to be loved. And then to further explain it, in the um the Aether Foundation, the the, the Aether House, I think that's what it is, and Sun and Moon. Aether Foundation. There is a room with the, yeah, there's this Aether house where you first meet um ace rolla okay where you have the two little toddlers or the preschoolers with their young goose but anyway in one of those rooms there's a mimikyu right but before that Uh mimikyu popped up there was a porygon whoa and that porygon disappeared and mimikyu was right there so yeah mimikyu is a porygon interesting interesting the other um So trivia. what I can't help but wonder is what was Porygon's function? Like how was he related to space exploration? Because obviously we don't know because he never was successfully right. Right. created for that. Well, I mean they said that he can enter and exit cyberspace whenever he pleased, and if he's out in space, he doesn't need to breathe. There's oh, no need sense. for any oxygen. But yeah, they messed up. He can't travel. Th- he can't even fly, apparently, according to multiple of Porygon 2's Pokedex entries. This boy cannot even fly. Right, but he can slip in and out of cyberspace so they can easily send him in a rocket. And you would just oh, need to no, send a rocket. Imagine a Porygon, like get a little Porygon on a little rocket, and it's cute. But um, the other. Uh, little trivia fact about the Porygon line. Um, Porygon's evolutionary line is the only three-stage line whose members can all learn both Giga Impact and Hyper Beam 
as all three were considered fully evolved Pokemon during their respective debut generations. Giga Impact is a big move. Yeah, that, that's the physical version of Hyper Beam, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I know it's the physical version of Hyper Beam. It just feels so much more impactful, even though it's literally the same thing, but it's physical. Now, the the origin of uh, Porygon, it may be based on the concept of a bird made with primitive 3D graphics and software. It may also draw inspiration from Origami Crane. Its coloration also somewhat resembles the Argentine blue-billed duck. So... My thing about Pokemon is in at least one timeline. I don't know how much red and blue spans the timeline versus fire red and leaf green, but in at least one timeline, I don't think they say this in fire red and leaf green. They might. They definitely still mention America. Yeah, they actually mention America and South America in red and blue and fire red and leaf green. Mm Mm-hmm. So what I'm wondering is, if they're real-world places, are they real animals? So that somebody could have seen this particular species of duck and, like, decided to base their design of this space travel program based on it. Hmm. You know, I've been meaning to think about this. What is it? Is the Pokemon Mansion still exist in uh, uh, Let's Go? Yes. Do those journals still there? Yes, they are. Do they still mention South America? You know, low-key, if you want, I can go get my Switch right now and I will find out. I mean, yeah, just do that while we talk about other Porygon-related things. Until you find that out. Porygon interests me. That It's such... What I never knew about Porygon before researching this episode is that he's a failure. He does not function the way they want him to function. Which is why he wants people's love. Because he knows he's a failure. Yeah, you're right. That theory even holds validity if you don't think about the anime. Because he's a failure. So he wants to be the Pokemon that everybody loves. So that's why he's dressing up like Pikachu. Because everyone loves Pikachu. But then how did he become a ghost of fairy type? He's been that's dead for almost that... 20 years. He's not dead. Mike dropped. He's a computer Yeah, I know he's not, not dead, dead. But he hasn't been thought of. No one's giving him attention. So fast. Effectively, you could say he just Okay, so that makes died. sense in terms of ghost type, but fairy. Where'd that come from? The love? The love that he wants. Whoa. That he desperately whoa. so craves. We're, we're, whoa. It's yeah. Yeah. It's, it's getting tense. I don't know why, but like. I never had, like, any information to back this theory, but just based on, like, design symmetry, I've always thought that Mimikyu was a why not. Eh, I can I can see it, but... No, I'm, I'm too invested into the Porygon as Mimikyu thing. 
Yeah, I have no evidence, but I just always saw a Mimikyu and I thought about what could be under that cloak and I always thought of why not. But um, I'm looking up some fun stuff about Porygon Z. What? I'm looking up some fun facts about Porygon Z. Did you know that Porygon Z is tied with Drompa and Mega Pidgeot for highest base special attack stat of all normal I types? did read that during my research, actually, and that's really cool. So I'm kind of jumping all over the place with the Porygon line. I mean, yeah, that's fine. I just find it so so funny that Porygon 2 is literally just like they took a Porygon and they're like, you know what this thing needs? Less edges. <laughs> that will surely know. explore space. Here's Here's a funny little fact for you about Porygon Z, Pegasus. Porygon Z's only appearance in the anime was a cameo in the world of Pokemon opening of Kyurem vs. Yes, the Sword I have of Justice. Read that. That's so sad. That entire line did not do a single damn thing wrong. The entire line gets shafted. Man, I know next to nothing. This is completely random and has nothing to do with Porygon Z, but you have me thinking about the anime. I literally know next to nothing about what is happening or what has happened in the Sun and Moon arc. You know, the only thing that I do know of now is that Misty and Brock are back. I know Misty and Brock are back. And Brock. It makes me want to watch. I know Ash had a poi pole and released that poi pole. Moron. Could have had a fucking Naganadel. Does Poipol? But what do I know? No, Poipol never evolved. But as far as I know, Brock gets a comfy from Nurse Joy in the in the latest episode. Does Brock have his Pokemon with? I will have to look into that. Does he have like his Crobat and his Steelix? No, Steelix is at the Pewter Gym. Oh yeah, you're right. Does he have Krogunk with him? Does he have our boy? No, but it's uh, pretty positive at this point that him and Olivia have a thing. Aw, no Krogunk. That was like the best part about Brock for the entire Diamond and Pearl arc. His Krogunk. It's the poison jab right in the back of his fucking leg. Honestly, with how, like, Silly, the Sun and Moon animators. I'd love to see like another episode where they go into virtual reality and have a wacky adventure with like a Porygon two and a Porygon Z. We want that, but we it's never gonna happen. I know, sad days. You'd think they've gotten over it by now. You'd think after like twenty years. But I, I'm, I'm willing to bet it's just like they're not going to take the chance. But you can entirely just bring in any member of the Porygon online in a regular battle since they have the ability to jump between cyberspace and the real world. So I just imagine. I don't know what their reasoning is because like just having a Porygon exist isn't going to cause seizures. But now I'm thinking like. Maybe they're thinking that, like, if somebody who was affected by it 20 years ago, like, sees the Porygon in the anime, if they're still, like, watching it as, like, a 20-year-old man, right. they'll get, like, PSD. I don't know. Yeah, it's very, very strange. 
but nothing else. So I'd say we both here in this theorizing box have basically agreed that Porygon was created by Devon Co. in an effort to explore space, but it failed twice, so they gave it to a newbie scientist who failed it a third time and made it start acting strange. Just can't yeah. catch a break. Definitely agree with I can't you. Wait there. until we get a Mega Porygon Z. Do it. The actual correct Porygon and can travel through space. We'll have so, yeah. to wait and see what Gen 8 entails. So, one more thing in this theory box is me trying to re- justify my own theory. If Porygon was created in Hoenn, how did they get to like Kanto and Alola? Well, which are the other places where you? Can I would find say, if anything, Silph Co. mainly created Porygon, but maybe the Devon Corporation helped design them. But I feel like Devon Co. is still a science that they would have made it themselves. Right, but it could have easily been a, a collaboration. Yeah, that's true. But that's... I can't think of anything else to, to add about the Porygon line. Yeah, I think we've said they're all... They're all they're, 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 said all the <laughs> said sentences. So with that, I think it's time for your favorite part of the episode. Take it away. Who's that Pokemon? Pokemon! As we just heard from our two-year-old correspondent, the Pokemon of the episode is National Dex number 623, Golurk, the Automaton Pokemon. I'm sorry, what was the Pokemon? Golurk. Ooh. It's Omega Ruby. Pokedex entry states, It is said that Golurk were ordered to protect people and Pokemon by the ancient people who made them. Ooh. And just to add an ex- another Dex entry, uh, from Ultra Moon, when the seal on its chest is removed, it rages indiscriminately, turning the whole town around it into a mountain of rubble. Dang! Yeah, Golurk. What a guy. Golurk has no shit. Its stats, base 89 in HP, 124 in attack, base 80 in defense, 55 special attack, 80 in special defense, and 55 in speed. We got any competitive movesets and what tier he operates in? Give me just one second so I can swap back over to that window. You see, I was smart. I had all this. I just need to click. Just need to to click the windows. Um, Golurk is in the PU tier, unfortunately. Unfort. And um, the moveset that I would recommend at this point is is, um, either Adamant or Jolly. You know, 4 in HP, 252 attack, 252 in speed. Uh, Stealth Rock, Earthquake, Shadow Punch, and Ice Punch. Make oh. sure he has the Iron Fist ability and give him the Culber Berry. Uh, what does the Culber Berry do in Curiosity? It halves the damage taken from a super effective Dark type. Alright. And that's 
is Pokemon of the episode. So, I couldn't think of a relevant showdown for literally just talking about Porygon, so we decided to just go with the current most relevant metagame and go with Gen 7 OU. I am already on showdown. And because I literally commentated every match last episode, I think it's Uh, Jinji's turn. Pegasus's team is, what do you know, Porygon Z, Scolipede, Gallade, Gyarados, Thunderous, Normal Form, and Talonflame. Rip. And Jinji's team, there is Greninja, Lopunny, Mimikyu, Toxapex, Landorus, and Tapu Bulu. Are you ready, Peg? I am indeed. Alright, we may begin. Jinji leading with Gaia, the Thyrian, the Thunderous, and out is incoming the Talonflame for Pegasus. Out comes MySpace to Porygon Z. Switching into a Stealth Rocks from Gaia. Hyper Beam one shots Gaia. Rip. <laughs> Choice Scarf Adaptability Hyper Beam. Out comes Ribbit, the Greninja. Yo, MySpace, come on. Posing MySpace <gasps> must recharge, eats a Hydro Pump, and lives on 3%. Yo, living at three. Robert switching out with Why Won't You Love Me, the Mimikyu. Coming into a immune hyperbeam. Okay. Cool story. Um, <laughs> this is unfortunate. This is very unfortunate, actually. It's kind of locked. And if you switch out. <laughs> very unfortunate, actually. Poor God. Just cannot catch a break. Okay. For the wonderful listener, there's Porygon Z is sitting at 3%. There are Stealth Rocks out on the field, so effectively, if Pegasus switches out, Porygons is going to faint upon switching in, unless if he can get rid of it. Okay. Outcome. Normal Thunderous, and Why Won't You Love Me uses Sword Stance. Thunderous up to 82% health. Literally stop. T wave coming from Thunderous. Why won't you love me? Is paralyzed and cannot move. Now up to 88% on Thunderous due to leftovers. E Fog gets rid of that switch. Very nice. Eats a play rough from Why Won't You Love Me? And Thunderous is now down. Okay. I don't like you. I dislike you. Out comes Murder Worm, the Scolipede. Earthquake breaks these disguise of Mimikyu. Shadow Claw from Mimikyu brings down Murder Worm. Due to Life Orb, Why Won't You Love Me is now down to 81%. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. How do I murderate your face? I know how. Out comes incoming the Italian flame. Uh oh. Supersonic Sky Strike one shots the Mimikyu. Pegasus uses Z move. Literally, this ta- Talon flame. 
the the reason I named it incoming is actually a, a Call of Duty joke. The tactical nuke incoming, because uh, <laughs> he exists to nuke. <laughs> I like that. Because he exists to nuke because here's here's my strategy. So it has gale wings, which makes flying moves priority if you have 100% health. And it has Brave mm -hmm. Bird, so I, I get priority Z Brave Bird. He's literally a nuke. That he is. Out comes Pexinator, the Toxifex, Frower Jinji. Sword stand. It's coming from the Talon Flame. Toxic, toxic spikes out from Pexinator. Brave Bird oh. brings down Pexinator to 26% health. Yo! Oh. We be living! Yeah. After the end of the turn, Incoming is at 23%. Pexinator is at 33%. Another Brave Bird brings down Pexinator. I don't like him. Out comes Bugs Bunny the Low Bunny. Mega evolves and going for the fake out, bringing oh. down uh, Talon Flame. Out comes MySpace, the Oregon Z. Out comes Full of Me, the Tapu Bulu, switching into a Hyper Beam, surviving at 19% health. But due oh, to the Toxic Spikes poison, Porygon Z is dead. And due to grassy surge and leftovers, full of me thought, is back up to 30 I was about to live that poison, and it was about to be so hype. Redemption. <laughs> I apologize for the animal, if you can hear him. Dragon Dance from Redemption, coming into a horn leech, <clears throat> bringing Redemption down to 43%. That's and after thing. healing, full of me is back at 72. Ice Fang bringing down Tapu Bulu. Out comes Rivet, the Grand Ninja. Earthquake brings Rivet down to 18%. And Dark Pulse down Redemption. Battle Are you pond running a triggers Ribbit. And Ribbit turns into Ash Greninja. Is this Greninja defensively invested, Jinji? I put a little bit in, yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. Ribbit switches out to Bugs Bunny. Arthur the Gallade Mega Evolves and uses Sword Stance. Grassy Surge is now down. Like Arthur is down to 88%. Uh, fake out, bringing Arthur down to 62%. Yo, I used fake out. out How here did with he the not switch? Inner focus. Oh, oh, that's right. Inner focus. <laughs> so Arthur does not flinch at all. All right. Now we're down to our last two Pokemon. Ribbit, the, the Ash Greninja versus... Mega Galade the Arthur. Water Shuriken coming from the Mega Greninja. Does not bring down Arthur. Astro Ninja's down. Pegasus wins PvP. Finally. For fuck's sake. If that would have hit five times, you would have been done. 
I know. That was an intense fight, though. That it was. Save that replay and, like, DM it to me. All right. Yeah, I'm doing it right now. Did you save the replay? Okay. So, that'll do it for our show. I guess. That was an intense showdown to end things. So, Gingy, where can people find you and Pixels Media on the internet? Well, you can find me at my personal Twitter at Raging Gingy. You can follow the main show that is Pixels, Polygons, and Fun wherever video game podcasts are found. You can also um, follow I'm the show at PP. Cutting out doesn't get caught in the recording. It will not. understand none of this. But yeah, that's where you can find all that fun stuff. Did you talk about the tea public in the Patreon? Oh, yes, we do have a Patreon. If you guys are able to give anything, which is patreon.com slash PPAF podcast. We have a T public store, which is tpublic.com slash user slash PPAF podcast one. Buy us, buy our t shirts. Do, Do it. it. Do it. And then take a photo and tweet us on Twitter. You'll get a shout out. I want to get a t I want to get a t shirt. I'd say you should buy me a t shirt, but you're too poor to buy me a t shirt. Ouch. You know it's true. <laughs> Yeah, that's why you I can't too, say anything. You know you're too poor. You know you're too poor to buy t-shirts. We literally had this conversation once during the special episode where I said that <clears throat> if somebody were to like the first person to leave us a review get the free t-shirt and you were all aboard for it and then you were like, "Oh wait, I can't afford a t-shirt." Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, all right. Where can the people find you, Peg? Find me on Twitter at Pegasus the Game One. You can find my YouTube content on the YouTube channel Pegasus the Gamer. I'm on Pixels as well. Y'all know that. Most one goes to Gaming Boop. Future, which is a which is a podcast on my channel, where me, Jason, and Lucio are going to talk about our game ideas. But Lucio seems to have come up missing. Oh no! So I don't know where this boy is. I talked to him on Christmas. And he said that he had forgotten to download Discord on his new phone, and I haven't heard from him since. It's so, like, oh, no. maybe on the off chance he listens to this show, he'll reach out. Although, since his name is not Pegasus, Gingy, or Penguin Mage, I doubt it. Right. <laughs> so, that's it for the show. I have been Pegasus. I am Raging Ginger. And we'll see you all next time, hopefully with Penguin. It's scheduled so that Penguin will be on. We'll see what happens. We'll see. We hope. Alright. We'll see you guys later. What? Well, I was I was saying bye to the people. Is that okay, oh. Kate? You cut out. So can I, I can I say bye to the people? Yeah, you can say goodbye to the people. You were just cutting out, and I just heard K later, <laughs> and I'm like, what is he saying? <laughs> All right, you guys, thank you very much for tuning in. Have a good one, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs>